Hey nurse friend, welcome to the Passive Income Nurse Podcast. I am so glad you're here. If you are looking for more flexibility, time, freedom, and fulfillment, you are in the right place. Have you ever thought about being an entrepreneur? Have you been searching for other ways that you can make money? Nursing brings you joy, but you're tired of working long shifts, being short-staffed, and feeling stretched so thin. You're thinking something has got to give. You would love to be able to work from home around your family schedule and be your own boss. Are you struggling with where to start and what you can actually do to make this happen? Figuring out how to build the business online, the social media strategy, the tech, all the things are holding you back. Nurse friend, I've been there. Hey, I'm Brian Bell. I too was a career nurse frustrated with the healthcare system and I wanted more flexibility to work around my kids' schedules. I wanted to use my nursing skills in a way to make an impact that felt aligned. But I kept telling myself that I needed another degree or certification in order to make that happen. Pop in your earbuds and get ready to grow outside of the hospital walls and figure out how you can make some money online. This ER nurse is about to triage your nursing career. It's time to give your career a little CPR. Let's revive your nurse heart. Welcome back to the show. I have a special guest on for you today. His name is Matt Friend the Way, and Matt is a franchise consultant, which I'm super excited to dive into with you guys today. So he helps people find franchises that match their lifestyle and their skill sets. And so really with this, he is helping you reach your goal and your dreams to live the life that you want to live on your own terms. So I know that is going to speak to my audience today about living life on your own terms and having time, freedom, and flexibility to do what you want. So we talked a little bit about this before we jumped on. As nurses, we're exhausted and we're tired of working short-staffed. And then with COVID, it's just added another layer of burnout. And it's just one of those things that we're just like, oh my gosh, I'm at the end of my rope. What am I going to do? So some of us just may want to be able to work as a nurse when we want to. Maybe that looks like working per diem, working as a nurse one day a week, two days a week, whatever that looks like. And then some of us may want to say, okay, I'm ready to leave the bedside and figure out another way to make income. So I'm excited for my listeners to hear from Matt and see the opportunity that franchising offers. So we're going to be discussing all things franchising, you guys, and diversifying your income. So let's dive in. Matt, I'm so excited you're here. If you could just introduce yourself, tell my audience a little bit about who you are and what you do. All right. Brian, thanks for having me on the show today. I'm really excited to be here. I feel like I I feel like I resonate with your audience already. I'll explain why in my background real quick, but I'm just excited to be here and thanks for this opportunity. Um, so let's talk about my story real quick, the Cliff Notes and how I got to be a franchise consultant. I came out of college um, and my goal was to be a veterinarian. So that's what I went to undergraduate for is, uh, and I got a pre-medical degree pretty much. And then I had a year to wait to get into veterinary school. During that year, I had to go pick up a job you know, to, to pay the bills. 
And the best job I could find was drying milk, making powdered milk. <laughs> and, uh, because I had an animal science background, I was kind of a shoo-in for that job. It wasn't very glamorous. But getting to think about it, I looked at how much veterinary school was going to cost. And then coming out of veterinary school, if I wanted to make decent money, I was going to have to start my own veterinary practice, which would be an added cost too. And so I really, really internalized that and thought about it. And even though I like animals, I decided I didn't like animals that much to take on that kind of financial responsibility. <laughs> so I shifted gears. I became a financial advisor at that time. And the reason is I really enjoy business. And financial advising is, you know, working with stocks and bonds and, and then clients to help them get to their financial goals because I like to help people as well. I just like to have a positive impact on people. So I was a financial advisor for quite a while and quite happy doing that. I was working for a company called Payne Weber at the time. It's UBS now. So I got to experience being an employee. And then I was out in New York City when 9-11 happened. I was an eyewitness to that. I was out there for training for my brokerage. And then I was out there for three weeks after that happened too. In fact, I stand on the Twin Towers the day before they fell. That was quite an impact on my life. You know, that really made me reassess my life, what I want. Came to find out that I just didn't feel comfortable being a financial advisor anymore because I didn't have a whole lot of control over what people's stocks were going to do. I could diversify them and stuff. But when the market fell and I had to field all those phone calls from my clients, it just I, it didn't set well for me. So... I moved on and became a business owner for a while. I became a real estate appraiser eventually and um, started a real estate practice, real estate appraisal practice. And then 2008 happened. And I'm sure everybody here, if they're old enough to live through that, that was a really hard time. Yep. Um, the Great Recession, especially if 100% of your income was tied to real estate, which mine was. Mm -hmm. um, at that time, I vowed to myself, I didn't want to be in that situation anymore. I really wasn't feeling my calling in real estate appraisals as well as, as helping people. I didn't have a big impact on them. So during that time, I went back to school and became a paramedic and firefighter. Um, <laughs> my dad was an ER doctor. And so I was pretty, you know, and be, trying to become a veterinarian, I was pretty familiar with the medical field. And paramedic and firefighting was my thing at that time. I did that for a few years while I ran my appraisal business part-time. So I was both an entrepreneur and um, a paramedic firefighter for a while. And then 2008 recovered, 2011, 2012, and my business started taking off. And I didn't have time to be the paramedic firefighter anymore because I had five kids I had to pay the bills for, um, <laughs> five boys. So eventually I, I still vowed I would never be in that situation again where my income was tied to one thing. Mm -hmm. And this is how I got into franchising. I had a friend that had a boxing fitness studio. It was an independent business. It was not a franchise at the time. And he needed help and wanted help to grow the business and make it more operational and systematize it. And that was kind of my forte in the operations part. So we became partners and we made that business really successful after the course of two years. And then, and then we wanted to open up more locations, but we didn't have the capital. So the next best thing is to be a franchise and have other people take the financial risk and also take on the good opportunity of taking that risk and opening a boxing gym. So we became a national franchise. The name of the franchise is called Legends Boxing. And we have several locations open across the United States. And that was my answer to not being in uh, only one income source. And that fit that. And that, that solved my answer. So I solved that question. Eventually, I sold my ownership role in, in that franchise. I am a franchisee for the same company. I have a, um, a working studio in Scottsdale, Arizona. And I used that extra time. And I became a franchise consultant. And now I put it all together. I work with businesses. And I help people. In their lives. So I've got both my passions going on right now and I feel really fulfilled. And so that's kind of a long, short story of how I am where I am now. 
Yeah. I love that you paint that journey for us because like I was kind of mentioning before we hopped on, I think there's so much power in our stories and just to hear those like pivotal moments in your life and what kind of led you in that direction to do what you're doing now and just really kind of blend those things. I think it like for my nurse listening, maybe healthcare professionals in general, we find our identity wrapped up in our careers a lot of the times because we spend a lot of time and energy and money and all the things inside of becoming this nurse, this healthcare professional. And so just seeing your picture and your journey, it's like, no, like it went this way. And then it was like, okay, like, let me reevaluate and go this way. So it's like really just listening to that call on your heart and following that. And so whoever needs to hear that today, know that it's okay to just because you have this desire on your heart to maybe do something different, to maybe diversify your income, to maybe create another passive stream of income. It does not mean that you have to let go of your nursing career altogether. If your nursing career brings you joy, absolutely. Like continue to be a nurse, continue to take care of patients, fulfill that need, but don't stay stuck in a job that you hate or stay stuck in a position that drains you, exhausts you, and you have nothing left to give, like let's open the doors and let's see what else is available. Let's think outside of the hospital. Let's think outside of the box and think about maybe another way to be able to create that life that you want, create that time freedom, create that financial freedom, that flexibility to be able to do what you want when you want, right? So thank you for sharing your story. I think there's so much power in that. So we're going to dive right in and I want you to like, just tell us as a franchise expert, briefly explain what is a franchise? Okay, that's a great question. So what is a franchise? A franchise is basically when you buy into a franchise, what you get is you get the systems and processes, the successful, hopefully successful systems and processes the franchise is already created and the end game is that saves you a lot of time of being successful so that you don't have to reinvent the wheel yourself mm-hmm. now there's there's certain legal definitions of franchises i won't get into all that but basically you'll know a franchise because they do two things they charge a upfront franchise fee and then they charge a percentage of what your gross income is each month typically a percentage of that called royalties and that's how the franchise order makes it if it's a franchise, they have to provide what's called a fran- uh, franchise disclosure document to anybody investigating the franchise. Mm-hmm. So that's really, if, if you're looking at a franchise and you get that document, you know it's a real franchise. Does okay. that answer your question? Yeah, absolutely. And I think just generally speaking, I think we all know what a franchise is. Like we see chain restaurants, we see different businesses and stuff. And obviously they're familiar. We know that they're a part of a franchise that um, eat, that individuals can kind of buy into or own. But yeah, I just wanted you to briefly explain that just from your expertise side of things. So if you could, like when it comes to having a franchise or owning a franchise business, what are some of the benefits of, and you kind of already touched on this about the systems and all of that already being in place. But what are some other benefits of maybe going the franchise route versus creating your own business from scratch? Yeah, that's a really good question. And I've gone both routes. So yeah, <laughs> talk to and drawbacks to both. But let's talk about franchise real quick. And I want to use an analogy to, to spell out or really uh, explain what I mean by buying systems and processes. 
So let's pretend that a person is going to build a commercial building, a high rise. If you ever watch a high rise build, usually they spend a lot of time digging a big hole, pouring concrete, rebar, um, structural, all that stuff. And, and sometimes they'll even spend as much time putting the foundation in as they do going vertical. Um, and then once that foundation's in, then they go vertical and they finish the high rise. So an independent business, starting an independent business would be like that. That's digging the hole, putting the concrete in the rebar, all that stuff, and then going vertical. And so you have all that time that you have to put the systems and processes in on all the money you do to figure that out and a lot of mistakes you can make doing it along the way. Um, and then you can go vertical and so then you can be successful. But the franchise, they've already dug the hole, put the foundation in for you. And so when you buy a franchise, you just immediately start building a vertical. Mm -hmm. And so you're a lot quicker to success. You don't spend a bunch of money making mistakes and you don't risk possibly going broke doing it either as much as yeah. you would in an independent business. That's really the difference between it. Uh, that's why a person would want to franchise over independent business. Mm -hmm. um, so it kind of gives you a little more security, right? You've already got yes. your foundation built. And so the I think the risk is a little bit lower versus just starting your own business and really not knowing, like you're figuring everything out by on your own and process of just like learn as you go and limit process of elimination. It kind of eliminates a lot of that. Um, so yeah, just having that solid foundation. And then, so you can start from the floor up. You're not having to build that, that foundation to get going. So when we're talking about franchises and you I love what you say about like having a franchise niche and we've talked actually the past two or a couple of episodes on the show we've kind of talked about niches and so I'm excited for you to talk to us about that but when it comes to like in your opinion what are some of the best franchises today like with you being the expert what are you seeing that like right now what are some of the best franchises that people are investing in Yes, the podcast is one year old, you guys. We are celebrating in the month of April our one year anniversary. So whether you have been hanging out with me from the very beginning or you are a new listener, I have something exciting that we're going to be doing as a community. We are going to be celebrating the one year anniversary with a celebration contest. And so what is this going to look like? So I was trying to think of something that I could give away for free to you guys to help you figure out what is the next step into creating a passive stream of income. So for the month of April, I'm going to be giving away a 15 minute coaching session. And so what I'm going to do during that 15 minutes is I'm going to help you identify and uncover your unique skills. And I'm going to help you discover that and how you can use those skills to step into your calling beyond the bedside. So cool, right? So I focus on having a God-centered approach. If you've been hanging out with me for any length of time, you know that I'll speak so much about this. We're going to dig into that and really use that God-centered approach to creating a passive stream of income and realizing the importance of partnering with God because I truly believe that we all have a unique skill and a gift that we've been given that we can use to serve others. So I specifically am going to help you as the nurse listening to grow outside of the hospital walls. 
and get creative to use your skills in the online space to diversify your income so you can have freedom and flexibility in your life. So what do I need you to do? I need you to scroll down on Apple iTunes past all the episodes and you're going to see a place to write a written review. I want you to click on that in the title section. You are going to leave your name and in the comment section, you're going to leave your email address along with a review. That is really important here because I need to know who is leaving the review in order to enter you to win the 15 minute coaching session. So again, we are having a contest. I'm giving away a 15 minute coaching session. To do this, you need to leave a comment. Make sure you put your name in the title section and then you're going to leave your email address in there as well so i'll have a way to reach out to you i'm super excited to do this with you cannot wait happy birthday to the podcast no that's that's another great question um all right so my my usually go-to answer on this because I'm a franchise consultant is the best franchise is one that matches your lifestyle and the goals you want to get to and fits your budget. That's, but you know, that's just kind of a coin phrase. What are some hot franchises out there? There's a lot of them. I personally stay out of the restaurant industry, but when people think franchises, they think restaurants usually. I stay out of that industry typically, or usually because they're smaller margins, the profit margins on them are slim. The maintenance and the moving parts of a restaurant can be fairly comp- complex mm-hmm. and they're usually fairly expensive to start up and take a lot of financial risk. And so there's a lot of other opportunities out there that less money, higher margins, less risk. And those are the ones that I focus on. The ones during COVID, the ones that are really popular through COVID and currently seem to be the serv- the ones in the services industry. And what I mean by services is that's when the franchisee takes the product or service to their customer, whether it's a business or a consumer rather than the consumer coming to their place of business. Um, they're popular because they're less expensive to start up. You don't have the retail side that, or the um, real estate side that you have to buy or rent and build out. They're quicker to start up as well. Um, you can get one up and going within 30 to 90 days. Profit margins are good. And then also they're essential services. A lot of them are. So they're going to stay in business if a pandemic happens. I think the pandemic is a lot as in the hindsight of a lot of people right now. It could happen again, but it's kind of, dying down, but people are worried about the economy right now and recession. And so the service industry, a lot of those are uh, needed needed services, not wanted services. And so they're what I call recession resistant. Mm-hmm. Just a simple example of that, it's not sexy, but plumbing, for example, a plumbing franchise is going to stay in business during a recession um, because people have to have their plumbing done no matter what. Yeah. That's just a simple example of that. Yeah. Yeah. Now, when you think of like service, it's like your essential needs, right? Like there's always going to be a need for, and my husband always said, if you want to build a business, he's like, think of something that some like people don't want to do. Nobody wants Mm -hmm. to do their plumbing, right? So you want to hire the expert for that. We actually, we recently moved um, and we were living in Myrtle Beach and we saw, we started seeing this company for, trash can cleaning like they are cleaning out like these trash cans like your roadside trash can and I'm like 
that is so stupid. Like, why would, why would somebody get their trash can clean? And like, they were killing it. And mm-hmm. again, my husband was like, just find something that, you know, people don't want to do. And there's your business. And so I think it was actually, it may have been a franchise. I'm not exactly sure, but I think my husband ran into the driver of one of the trucks one day and he's like, yeah, they were at the gas station or something. And He's like, yeah, it's killing it. Like we're looking to get another truck because we're so busy. And so just like things like that, you wouldn't think of that are like recession resistant, which is huge. A lot of us, you know, have lived through that 2008 era. And now we're like in such a inflation of the economy. Like we don't know, like we're almost like what next? And I think a lot like during COVID, I think I was talking to another it's actually a parent on my son's baseball team, but she works in healthcare, but just from like the HR side of it. And we were talking about how, you know, just through COVID, she's like, it has been insane. The amount of physicians, healthcare providers that have been let go from their jobs. And it's like, when I got into nursing, I graduated nursing school in 2008. I went right into healthcare, working in the ER, I never had to worry about like my job. Like that was like right during the recession, I was just starting my career and I always had job security, but through this and COVID like healthcare workers, nurses, like we don't have that job security anymore, which is another reason to think about diversifying your income or figuring out like, what else can I do that maybe be like you said, recession resistant, I think is just kind of forward thinking and you're kind of setting yourself up for success because what are you going to do if you're, if you didn't have your job, if you were let go from your job, you know, that's a scary thought because if you're, you're all wrapped up in just your career and being a nurse and all the things it's like, okay, now what? Like, yeah, you can probably go find another job pretty easily, but at the end of the day, if you had another stream of income, it wouldn't be that big of a deal where, you know, if it's your only income, then you're like devastated. Like, what do I do? And, you know, a lot of other stress comes along with that. So I think this opportunity, you know, alleviates a lot of the stress that could be involved with losing your job and that kind of thing. So, yeah. Can, yeah. I, can I speak a little bit to that? Yeah, Maybe. absolutely. So what I like to talk to people, especially people that have never been business owners before and are looking to that. With when you're an employee, you probably tell your audience, your listeners this all the time, they're trading their time for money. Mm-hmm. And you only have so much time, so you're yep. gonna cap out on your money. When you're a business owner, you're basically trading your, your money for time. You know, you mm-hmm. spend this money on your business investment, and when it's up and running, you can have that free time back. Yeah, you know, your other goals and things like that. So I like to point that out to people just to kind of flip that paradigm for people. And then the other thing I wanted to point out is that inflation. You know, people worry about inflation, especially hyperinflation right now. When a person is an employee, they may get a cost of living, you know, three, four percent or whatever it might be each year. But when inflation is actually seven to ten percent, which it is right now, they're losing four to five percent a year on their income. Um, And there's not a whole lot they can do about it except for move to a new job. A business owner has a little more control over inflation because as inflation goes up, they can raise their prices to a certain extent where their customers will still pay that price, but they actually have some control over what the outcome of inflation is going to do to them. So another paradigm shift is being a business owner is a little more secure than actually being an employee. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I love that you pointed that out. And what you said about trading your time for money, 
in side of being an employee, but really flipping that and really trading your money for time. And so you're, that's an awesome analogy and how you flip that around because it's true. And I tell my nurses, like when it comes to creating passive income, like it's not, you're going to have to put in some work in the beginning. It's, there's no such thing as just making money while you sleep just overnight. It just doesn't happen like that. So putting in the time, the energy, the effort, all the things in the beginning, so you can reap the benefits later. So, you know, when it comes to owning a business or creating that passive income, you got to have an investment up front. You, you always do. And hopefully in the future, your time investment and all of the things will pay off and you'll have that time freedom on the end of that. So I do want to dive into if someone's listening and they're like, okay, yeah, like this sounds really cool. I definitely need something and I may want to go the franchise route. What are some good questions that someone could ask to find out if, or find the right franchise for them? Because obviously there's tons of franchises you can choose from. How do you go about finding the right franchise for you specifically? And I know you spoke to a little bit like to your, that fits into your specific lifestyle. I love that question. You know, being a franchise consultant, I can say hire a franchise consultant to help you. Yeah, <laughs> to help you figure it out. Um, when I say hire, that might be a misnomer. Our services are generally free. Use, use the expertise of a franchise consultant probably would be my number one um, piece of advice. But barring that, because it's a little bit of a biased answer, um, what a person wants to do is they want to look at, they want to think about what their ideal business looks like. And they want to frame it in the way of what are the characteristics of their ideal business. And so I'm going to, I'm going to share some examples of characteristics for a person to consider. Probably the biggest one is the ownership role characteristic. You have two basic roles. You have an owner operator and you have a semi-absentee or an executive model um, owner. Um, an owner operator is a person that pretty much owns their job. They are the business owner but they're working full-time in the business every day, um, day in, day out. And so they do own their business, which is great. They have a lot more control over their future. They do have limited time though, because they, they have to run the business. And if they're not running it, it's not going to be as successful. A semi-absentee owner hires a manager to run the business for them. And that frees up their time to keep their job or open up other businesses or pursue other passions in their life. Semi-absentee owners are going to spend between five and 15 hours a week on their business. Um, and so that's one characteristic that a person really wants to find out what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Some other characteristics would be like, how many employees do they want their business to have? Do they like working with a lot of employees? Do they feel like they can manage a lot of employees or would they prefer to have a small amount of employees? And then what kind of employees do they want to have? Do they want to have more skilled employees um, or professionals like nurses are? Or do they want to have unskilled employees? Mm-hmm. Um, there's pros and cons to each. What hours of operation do they want their business to run in? You know, do they want it to run in possibly 24-7 or do they want it to be open business or banker's hours or something else? That's another characteristic. Uh, what hours of operation do they personally want to be involved in their business? Because that's another thing. These are just some simple characteristics. Probably the last two most important ones would be how much, what's their budget to invest in a franchise? And then how much income do they expect to make out of that franchise to make it worth their time and investment? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of other characteristics, go, but those are probably the most important for a person to consider. First, get that on paper. And then start looking for franchises that give you all those things, all those characteristics that you're looking for. That's probably the best way to go about a franchise search. Yeah, those are great. And I think it's super important to really think about that end goal. So like you're kind of 
working backwards. Like you have this vision for what you want this business to be, what you want, like what kind of lifestyle you want to live or be able to live that frees up your time, gives you more time freedom, whatever that looks like for you personally. And really thinking about like working backwards and figuring out all the pieces of that, because I can see you want to create this business. Maybe you open up this franchise, you're the owner operator, and here you are working, you know, 80 hours a week and it's more than you ever wanted. And so really being able to look at the big picture and assess what is the end goal? What are you looking to do? And really working backwards from that can help. I think a lot of people get clarity on what it is they actually want. Um, Instead of just diving in and saying, oh, this looks like a great opportunity, like really looking and assessing like, how is this going to be, how are you going to make this work for you? So yeah, I think those are great points that you brought up. And so you, can you speak to us about, like I mentioned it earlier about franchise niches, speak to us a little bit about that. Okay. Franchise niches. That's what I call micro industries. So let me use a good example. This will probably um, be funny example, but let's talk about the pet industry, right? There's a lot of franchises and businesses in the pet industry, which is a larger industry, but what about pet waste removal? Mm. Now that would be a niche. That's where the business goes in to people's backyards or business common areas and removes the, the pet waste. And gets yeah, again, doing something that um, nobody else good. wants to do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right, right. And so that would be an example of a niche. And so really the, just the quick definition of a niche, what I'm talking about is just kind of like a micro industry, an industry okay. within inside of an industry that just focuses on one thing and they just do that one thing really well instead of trying to be all things to all people. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. No, I, you know, just from speaking about niches and really finding that area of expertise and just kind of speaking to that in the past, I was just curious, like your take on that when it came to franchises. So thanks for clarifying that. So we're going to wrap up and I want as nurses who are looking to create a passive stream of income, can you share some advice on the importance of diversifying your income? Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. So I know on the medical profession, you basically, you have two conventional ways of having assets outside of your job. You have your retirement funds, your 401k or your retirement funds, that's typically invested in the stock market or the bond market. And that's just a common thing that people invest in. And then you have the real estate. A person go out and buy rental properties, Airbnb properties, things like that to diversify their income too. Those are usually two things that most people go and do. And you definitely have that ability being a nurse, especially with a solid job, you can probably qualify for more. You're just a little bit easier and stuff and definitely recommend going down those avenues. But then start thinking outside those boxes and owning a business would be another um, asset. And so that could further diversify your income. So can you imagine if you have your retirement plan going on, you have some real estate going on and you have a business up and running, spinning off some profit to each month. You have a four-legged stool now, a solid mm-hmm. table. You know, you got your employee income and you got your retirement funds, real estate and a business. So I, yeah, I'd recommend for um, nurses that you know, don't want to just have, be an employee the rest of their lives to look into that owning yeah. a business. Yeah. And I think it opens up the opportunity to, and we spoke on this a little bit earlier, but just having that freedom inside of that, if something, if you, if your job went away tomorrow, like you, you have that freedom to say, okay, let me take a step back. I'm not going to just take the next job that's available. Let me take a step back 
you know, I have all of these other streams of income. Like, what do I really want to do? Do, do I want to continue working full-time at the bedside? Do I want to cut back to part-time and add another stream of income? So it really, I think gives you that freedom. And I think so many of us desire that, that financial freedom, but we don't know how to get it. Like we hear people talk about it, financial freedom and diversifying your income. And it's, it sounds nice and pretty with a bow on it, but it's like, it doesn't always seem tangible. And so really looking at like creating a franchise or investing in a franchise and real estate and all the things. And so it gives you that, you know, that, that diversity of having that freedom inside of having more than one stream of income coming in. So Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. It was really nice meeting you and I um, appreciate you sharing all of your knowledge with my audience. And if you could just tell them where they can find you, if they're like, oh yeah, I've been thinking about doing this for a while. I needed to hear this today. This was just like a sign from God. How can I reach out to Matt? If you'll let him know where they can find you. Okay, great. Thanks for that opportunity. So the best way to reach me directly is to email me. And my email address is matt, that's M-A-T-T, at learntofranchise.com. The two is a number two, so learn2franchise.com. Just to email me, tell me something about yourself, what you're looking for, and we can just have a casual chat. I call it a, coffee, a virtual coffee chat, no obligation, and we can just see what your options are. Um, and I can answer any questions for you at no cost. And then because, Brian, you're, you're providing a great service to your audience, I want to also add some value to that. And so I'm offering... Um, a book I wrote. It's a, it's a short book. It's called The Five Proven Franchise Industries That Can Make You Wildly Successful. It's an ebook. So if you just go to www.learntofranchiseebook.com, just put your information in and it'll automatically be sent to you. Oh, awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. I think that is a great resource for somebody to just a starting place, right? So yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. And I know my nurse listeners will appreciate that. So thank you so much. Hey, real quick before you go, make sure wherever you're listening that you are subscribed to the show. If you are listening over on Apple iTunes, all you have to do is tap in the top right-hand corner on the plus sign. This is going to allow you to follow the show and get notified every single time an episode airs. And if you have been listening to the show and you know some other friends or coworkers that may enjoy it, please share it with them. Spread the love. I would be so grateful. Did you know that we have a Facebook community, The Passive Income Nurse? has a community over on Facebook. So make sure you scroll down in the show notes, click the link and join us over there. Or if Instagram is your thing and that's where you like to hang out, we can hang out over there too. You can find me at The Passive Income Nurse. Say hello, shoot me a DM. I would love to be able to connect with you over there as well. I'm so grateful for you guys. Be proud of yourself for showing up, for investing in yourself, for taking action and pursuing the thing that God has placed on your heart.